Welcome back to the Wizards of Amazon podcast, your weekly blueprint for explosive success. I'm Carlos Alvarez, full-time successful Amazon seller and organizer of the largest Amazon seller meetup group in the world. Let's do this. Welcome to the Wizards of Amazon podcast, where we talk about all things private label. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I'll be your host for the show. Today, we have an amazing guest, Arnie Giski. Am I saying that right? What's up, Arnie? You got it. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. Definitely. A uh, little confession I have when it comes to growing community. Um, I'm really big in the meetup scene and a lot of like IRL. Uh, I, I didn't have a lot of success building community digitally, but you are the person that I looked at for that. I'm like, well, you know what? If I do it, I want to do it that way. So to have you on the show is, uh, is amazing. For sure, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, same. I look to you for the meetup stuff. It's ever since you know, coming to Miami and starting up a group, I was like, I got to I got to see what this guy's got going on. <laughs> Absolutely. I've seen your group too. It looks amazing. Uh, I, I got to go by one of those events. For sure. So, so you're in Miami as well. We both are. I, I guess it'd be pretty cool to say the date and stuff. So when this comes out, everyone knows where we're at, but we're at March 30th, 2.07 PM Eastern with COVID. Uh, we're both uh, self-quarantining. Would that be the correct word? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so I'm seeing you in your home, and you're seeing me I, with this fancy background, but I am yeah. in my home as well. Um, Arnie, you are the guy when it comes to uh, Facebook groups and building community, like just uh, in general. So I, I wanted to talk about that, and I wanted to talk to you about, uh, especially for myself as well as my listeners, uh, that sell physical products and, and how to bridge that. I notice a lot of people struggle with it. I got this physical product. Where do I fit in in a group? But before we do that, for the very few people that do not know you and how you got started into this and why I'm asking you about how to build community, can you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you guys the the 60-second background on me. I don't have to tell my whole life story. But um, for the last couple of years, I've been helping people grow and monetize online communities, specifically around Facebook groups. So I got into this space when I really needed community myself when I was getting started about five years ago online. And uh, for the first time, I started to see communities popping up of entrepreneurs. And I didn't have many entrepreneurs in my network. I, I um, you know, didn't have that circle of friends. So as soon as I found these people online, it felt like something clicked. I felt like these are my people. These are who I need to connect with and learn from and work with. And um, from there, I just saw community after community popping up, popping up of all these different niches, and they're going crazy. Like I got one cool case study I'm going to share with you guys later on this group that went from zero to a million members in a month. Um, and it was also selling some physical product. I'll tell you guys that later. But seeing things like that totally inspired me. And I ended up starting uh, a few groups of my own. Uh, the first four totally just tanked and died out for various reasons, which I'll get into on this, this uh, podcast as well. But that set me up for my fifth group, which is now almost 80,000 members, um, which I've made seven figures with in just the last couple of years. So um, I learned a ton of things throughout that journey and um, really, really understood how community can play such an important role in building your brand, building your leads, uh, selling your stuff and just having fun while you're at it. Like we've had uh, uh, dozens of meetups worldwide as I traveled. Um, and I just love being able to post up in the group and say, Hey, who's in London? Let's grab dinner. And 20 people show up just stuff like that. It's, it's just so incredible. So um, yeah, that's what I've been up to the last couple of years, helping people 
grow monetized audiences through courses, software, consulting, things like that. Awesome. A, a few things on that. One, one uh, you actually spoke or presented at one of my advanced Amazon seller meetup groups, which uh, to date is, is one of the best ones we've had. So thank, Man, you, thank you for that. And, and two, just so listeners know, do you sell any physical products? Uh, no, some no physical okay. products. Perfect. So and without physical products, you were still able to make seven figures on a Facebook group. Yep. Yeah. And your Facebook group, do you mind saying the name of it? Yeah, it's a millennial entrepreneur community. So primarily millennials, but uh, the age range goes all over the place. It's kind of hard to ignore a group that big. People join it no matter how old they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a member of it. And in addition to it being very massive, it's very active, which mm -hmm. is uh, always a great thing to see. Sometimes you see these huge numbers because there was a topic way back when that everyone gravitated towards. And now yeah. it's the ghost town, which that is not the case in yours. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it's been a bit of fun ride. So, so now with, every, with the majority of the U.S. either quarantined or thinking about quarantining, I'm imagining that Facebook groups now more than ever, uh, you just have a captive audience if you're running a Facebook group. What are you noticing in your groups? Yeah, so it's been really interesting. So one of the, one of the coolest couple of stats that I saw come out was uh, people are spending 25 to 30% more time on Facebook <laughs> and YouTube and things like that. Um, Facebook ad costs are down 35% right now because of so many media buyers pulling out and big companies shifting money and attention to other places. Um, so people are spending a lot more time. And on, on, uh, on the flip side, I feel like there's so much more content vomit going on with everybody, all the content producers, because they're stuck at home. Now they're spending their time instead of consuming more is producing more. So I feel like it's a really unique time where people are spending a lot more online and soaking this stuff up, but everybody has the next best coronavirus cure workshop, this, that, the third, and it's, it's kind of noisy. So the one thing that will help you stand out from the noise is having people that are already a captive audience. So if you've built up a community, they're going to ignore the other people who are making noise and come to you and say, what do, what's your plan? What's going on here? You know, how can we, how can we navigate this? So it's, it's incredible to see kind of how communities are shifting and reacting and how leaders are stepping up to support their people. Cool. What, what would you do? I guess, to, I guess we have two paths here now. So, so I have a community. Um, if somebody has a community, you, you kind of spelled out what they could do right now to, uh, to, to maximize that. But what about if you do not have a community right now and you do have more time at home and building a community has been one of those things like, oh, when I have time, I'll do it. So, mm -hmm. so, so whether it lasts or not, we don't know. But what would be some good advice for somebody that's deciding to pull the trigger now um, in good faith to begin creating a community? Absolutely. So especially with building a community, it's, it's a long game move for your brand. So it might not pay off immediately. It might not pay off in the first month or even three months. But the goal is to hit a tipping point. That tipping point is where it starts to grow more on its own. That's when Facebook starts to send more traffic. That goal is when you find your voice and figure out how to easily post content and also really get that community vibe in that online space. Um, when all of those three things happen, that's when everything starts to align and really make a bigger impact for your business. You know, like starting any new initiative, it's going to take a little while to take off. But the opportunity we have right now is to do that and also get really good um, 
goodwill with their audience. And, and there's a crazy amount of PR opportunities as well. Like I've seen, um, uh, zoom has just gone bonkers lately. Like the amount of people using it just completely skyrocketed. And one move they did was they gave away uh, zoom licenses for free for any K through 12 schools. And that is just such an incredible move. But it also set them up to get hundreds of thousands of new users and make that migration for schools to get online even easier. Guess what? When all this is over and said and done, free trial is up. Now everybody knows how to use Zoom and they're already all set up. So there's a lot of ways to um, show up, support our communities and do things for, for free or for low cost or create resources and all this that will add into our business growth in the months and years to come. So my biggest advice for people is is really try and look at this from the long game and um, make moves that that support your people, create that goodwill, and uh, get those people sticking to you and showing up. Well said. What 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 about an investment to start? So what would you say a person needs to start a Facebook group? Well, there's really two ways to to grow it. Number one is the organic way. That's where if you have more time than money, um, you can spend more effort creating content, going on interviews, doing different things like that to pull people into your group, um, and also leveraging any of the traffic sources you already have, like an email list or a chatbot or whatever you have already. Um, the other way is the, the paid growth, where uh, first up, I recommend never paying to directly grow a Facebook group. Um, that's what I say a lot of people do is they run ads and things like that to a group. But what they're missing out on is all the other contact points. So. When you do that, you're relying on just your organic reach to get in front of these people again. I recommend having it go to an email opt-in or a chat bot or a webinar or something like that. And then right after that, inviting people to the group. So now you're able to send emails or chat bots, retargeting ads, things like that. And they come in your group. So make sure to have more contact points uh, that will speed up the, the monetization efforts later on for sure. Can you give me an example of something like uh, something you were doing or somebody else was doing where they decided to create a group and they put that, that I guess, landing page in the middle where someone would have to opt in and then get to the group where they sold something? Yeah. So this, this I got an incredible case study for you. So um, I don't know if you know uh, Onyx Sengal from Learn, um, but he has this uh, big, big site, uh, learn.com, L-U-R-N.com. And he... Um, created a, uh, a new product around copywriting and it's this membership. So um, he wanted to, uh, instead of doing his normal thing of webinar and then, you know, video warm up and then do the webinar and then all the emails and everything, he did a webinar opt-in. And then on the thank you page, it's a screenshot of a video and it says, hey, you got to watch this video. It's really important, blah, blah, blah. But when you click on the video, it takes them into the Facebook group. So he went from zero to 20,000 members in two weeks and already pulled off uh, a six-figure launch from this webinar alone. So it was just so cool to see him do that. And like, that's what happens if you have uh, marketing skills and ad budget is you can very, very quickly scale a group like that up. So, um, you know, not everybody has that kind of a budget or, or that big of a goal immediately. That's fine. You know, focus on getting your first thousand members and you're off to the races. Yeah. What, what would you say is the biggest excuse that somebody that says, though, that the reason they can't start a group? It's, it's always time. 
Always time. time. How time consuming is it? It it really depends um, because once you kind of get more into the rhythm and habit of it, posting things becomes second nature. It just becomes something you do and you don't stress out about or overthink. So I want to challenge everybody out there right now who says they don't have enough time to go open up your phone, go look in your screen time for the last week and tell me how many hours you spent online every day. I'm going to pull out mine. I'm going to I'm going to feel bad. Oh, about my, I didn't even know we could do that on the phone. Where, where am I going on my phone? Yeah. So if, if you've got an iPhone, oh, yeah, screen uh, time. you can look up your, your screen time, your usage. Oh, and, and Yeah. <laughs> see? See? So it can show you for the week. It's for a day? Or daily average. Day. Oh, I'm embarrassed yeah. to say mine. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. I'll, so I'll go. Mine's I, seven. My daily average is seven hours and 18 minutes. Wow. That's, that's wild. Yeah. L- last week I was a little bit lower. I was three hours and 41 minutes, but I, f- I feel like before that it was, it was higher. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, nuts. So everybody says, you know, I don't have time. No, you don't have clarity and you don't have motivation because if you had clarity and you had motivation, you could be starting running and growing your group profitably with 15 minutes a day. And that is something as simple as making a post, doing a quick live video, answering some comments, scheduling some posts. Like one, one tip I have for everybody is, is create engagement questions and posts to take you less than a minute to create. So think about things that your community might want to uh, talk about and just schedule those as questions. So I might go to and ask them and say, hey, what's your biggest uh, uh, question about creating Facebook groups? And then, boom, I schedule that as a post. And then the next day, I might be saying, hey, um, who wants to get my 15 tips on how to start a Facebook group, blah, blah, blah. So I can do these very quick one-liner posts, create two weeks worth of them in 15 minutes and schedule them out. And then I don't have to worry about it. So um, that's definitely one strategy uh, to create what I call baseline content, which is like, okay, if, if you didn't do anything else, you still had daily activities, something going on. And the other stuff is is what I call uh, everyday content. So everyday content is the stuff that should take you no longer than three to five minutes to get going. Um, so there might be some piece of news that just popped up that affects people in your industry, in your circle, in your community. All you have to do is grab that piece of news, either share it or you know share it with your opinion or just post your opinion and say, hey, did you guys hear Tesla just came out with this new car? And uh, has this crazy battery and blah, blah, blah. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you going to get it? Are you going to wait for the next model? Blah, blah, blah. Things like that. So what you have to learn uh, for quickly creating content is to just create this filter in your head. So here's you consuming things and experiencing life and working with clients and doing, doing your business, all this stuff. And you have to have this filter, this lens in your head that when something flies by here, you say, oh, okay, cool. This is something that I can talk to my community about. I can put this in front of them. And then you cram it through your head and out pops a post. And once you practice this, it's like a muscle. So practicing this over and over again, being able to quickly create content, you can learn it in, in less than 30 days. So hope that kind of clears that up. Everybody does have time for it. You just got to practice. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm wowed by that. But I, I'm still stuck on you have a group of 80,000 plus people. And you have a lot of other stuff going on, SaaS stuff. I want to touch a little bit on everything. How did you spend 45% of the time that I spent 
on social media. Like I spent seven hours <laughs> in and you spent three hours and something like, yeah. So, you, um, so, so how do you have a group that massive, that active and w- without just calling me flat out inefficient, how do you, <laughs> how are you spending less than half the time? Yeah. So I think it comes down to a couple of things. One, one funny little thing I have is understanding um, why we get addicted to social media and I'm totally addicted to social media too. But one of the things is the dopamine rush of a notification. We see the little red thing pop up and we go, oh, cool. Somebody interacted with our stuff and our mind sees that as valuable. It's the same dopamine release you get when you make money. It's, it's ridiculous. So we have to trick our minds and stop that dopamine hit coming. One way we can do that is after you make a post that you know is going to go get some engagement, right click on the post and say, turn off notifications. So you know people are going to show up. And if you let it ride, you're going to be getting notifications every couple of minutes. You're going to be clicking back on it. You're going to be seeing the post. You'd be responding to comments and you just suck down this rabbit hole. But if you make the post and you turn off notifications, then you go do other work. Then oh, you're off of social that, media. That, 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 that's genius. No, that, that's, that's got to be, you've told me all that. that's genius right there. I've only used that feature to turn on notifications. If I see somebody in like, yep digital marketer engage or social media marketing world. And I saw somebody post something. I'm like, Oh my God, I've wanted to know the answer to this forever, but I don't have time to sit there and Uh see if I just turn on notifications. I never thought I was like, who would do that? Who would turn it off? But you intentionally turn it off on your content. So you're not like, you don't like die of curiosity saying, Oh no, I I definitely go back and, and click on it and look. And, and then I'll go and respond to comments and stuff like that. And then that boosts it up in the algorithm and blah, blah, blah but I, I'm not as tied in to the notifications. Um, one other thing that, that really helps me out with totally more productivity hack is um, doing the Pomodoro sessions. Um, so if you've ever heard of those, it's 25 minutes of focusing on one thing, five minute break, and then back to 25 minutes. You can totally change up the minute length. You can change up the break length, but the whole idea is um, you set yourself a timer and you want to, beat the timer and only focus on one task. So if I say, I'm going to write three emails to my list in the next 45 minutes, uh, I'll set the timer for 45 minutes. I will shut out every other window that has nothing to do with writing those emails and I'll go and do that. So that blocks out that time and I'm racing myself because I always give myself less time because if you give yourself an hour, it's going to take an hour. Give yourself 30 minutes, it's going to take 30 minutes. Parkinson's law. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, filling the time allotted. Yeah, I, I've seen that one. No, the Pomodoro. I'm going to have to try to that. T- t- I went on a little tangent here. I just had to know that. That was amazing. <laughs> what, try, try, trying to take this a little bit directly to groups. Now, um, I, I'm going to ask you what I would consider a challenging question for a physical product seller that uh, I'm telling, hey, you should really start the groups. You know, I talked to Arnie. Arnie, you got to listen to this podcast. He just said groups is where it's at. Person shells, the person sells shower curtains. This is what they do. Yeah. What, what, what would you say to that? Okay. So shower curtains, that is a great, weird example. And, sure. and I, I will accept your challenge. So <laughs> I think there's, um, what, what I would first look at is just try and see if there's any possible relevant groups. So um, I would brainstorm on this and think, okay, maybe um, home improvement, maybe uh, decoration, maybe um, you know, new home buying, something like that, um, could be a, a remodel group, something. So I know this is going to be a podcast, but are, are we having the video up as well? 
Yeah, the video is going to be up, but if we could just can, like talk it out also, even if you bring your screen up so that the, the, the audio makes cool. sense to everybody. Awesome. Um, so, so the thought you, process for you, you is allow that you screen sharing real quick. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. see what I can pull up. So for everybody listening, just podcast side, basically what I'm doing right here is I'm going to Facebook and I'm going to search in the search bar some of these possibly relevant terms. So um, let's say if I click on home improvement, so I pulled up Facebook, uh, I typed in home improvement, and then what first pops up is groups. So we see DIY home improvement projects, 36,000 members, Florida home improvement network, 500, home improvement and renovation, 13,000. Um, let's, let's get weird. Let's see if they've got any, uh, bathroom remodel. Okay. So, so you immediately jump to not the product, but the area almost where it would fit, like remodeling home bathroom exactly. design. So, so like, let's, let's, uh, I talked to somebody who had a, um, uh, a gardening product where it was this really cool, um, like plant feeder system. And, and they thought, okay, how could we, you know, make something like this? And all I did was I typed in gardening and then, um, let's see, it doesn't show the member accounts on this one, but, uh, gardening for beginners, 940 posts a day. Let's see how many a day, a day, 133,000 members gardening for beginners. So, 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 so hold on with that one with gardening for beginners, you let, let's say the, instead of shower curtains, I gave you uh, a, a pruning tool. You, you would have, you would have done the same approach and we would have, instead of not creating, you know, pruning tool for beginners, we would have went gardening for beginners that has 133,000 yep. plus members. And you have a, um, can you give me an example of one of your uh, Amazon businesses? We'll, we'll try and reverse engineer something for you. I put uh put wine aerator. What's well, a wine aerator. Ah, uh, okay. Just wine. Let's see. All right. Um, okay. Miami women in wine, wine lovers, 40 posts a day. Uh, you wine some, you booze some, 210 posts a day. Love that name. 14,000 wow. members. Uh, memes, jokes, um, all this kind of stuff. It's clearly just a, a, a drinking the hobbyist group. So um, now everybody's thinking, all right what do we do with this information? Even if we do find this, you know, big sure. gold mine of, of a group, um, what's our next steps from here? There's, there's two paths. Um, one is a whole lot less effort, um, which is seeing if you can partner with the group admins. So a lot of times hobbyist group, which is perfect for physical products like this, I dare you, I, I bet you that they, they're not making any money from this. You know, it's just a hobbyist thing. So, um, hobbyist groups, they're a lot more open to doing things like sponsorships. So you might be able to put, uh, a, you know, your logo and link and a, and a pitch in their banner and pay them 300 bucks a month or something like that. They're probably going to say yes. So um, you can also have like uh, a pinned announcement post, things like that. So sponsors, sponsored groups are a lot more common in the hobbyist area. If, if you're more in my space where it's kind of like coaches, course creators, that kind of thing, that's uh, a lot more common for doing things like affiliates or interviews in their group, that type of thing. So there's always ways to kind of break in and, and partner up with these people who already have these audiences and uh, link up with them. So 
path number two is definitely a lot uh, uh, longer term, but you own everything is starting your own community. So um, I would, I would, you know, ask you that is if you didn't want to build a group around, um, you know, wine stuff, it could be a uh, uh, wine lovers worldwide, you know, something like that. And um, just start the community, set the tone, have everybody talking about their favorite wines and, you know, wineries and, and trips and all this kind of stuff. And um, people will love to come in there and, you know, say, Hey, here I am having a wine on my balcony today. What are you guys drinking on? Stuff like that. And that creates that sense of community. Now the audience is growing and guess what? As people join, you can ask them for their email address. So this is a, a good segue into what I'm up to with group funnels. Um, so group funnels is a software that helps you collect people's email addresses as they join your group. So when you join, you have the opportunity to ask three questions. So in those three questions, we want to ask things like research or qualifiers, like, um, you know, Hey, what level is your business at right now? Or, Hey, what questions do you have about, uh, drinking wine or whatever? And then on the third one, we ask for the email address. So as they come in, you are growing your email list for free. So you don't have to completely rely on Facebook and reaching them there. So we built the software that, that helps collect all that and uh, save those answers. Because otherwise, once you approve them, those answers will disappear. So um, yeah, we created that to help people grow their list. Okay. Uh, so something on, um, on group funnels that I wanted to add, and, and this is, I think I signed up. I've been I've been sharing group funnels with everybody since I got it. I think I signed up for an affiliate. I don't even know my affiliate stuff, and I'm still like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I think I just signed up like last night. It had nothing to even do with this uh, uh-huh. with this podcast. But wow, I mean the <laughs> I, I I was skeptical, but I'm like you know maybe it's just a time saver. If 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 it was just a time saver, that would be enough for me. And yeah. the tool I, I forget what the tool costs. I mean I don't know if you wanted to share it, but it was it was super affordable. Um, I, I think I got like a lifetime deal or something that, 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 that was on the, on the yeah. page. So we have a, we have a lifetime deal right now and I'll, uh, I'll do a little demo for you guys real quick. So this is yes, one of my other more niche groups. And, uh, as you can see, we have 10 people that want to join the group right now. And then but for, uh, for, 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 for those, of, for the people that are listening, like we're, we're looking at a face his Facebook group, coaches and course creators, try building and marketing secrets. And we see that there's 10 people that are requesting to join that group. So if, you, if you've ever organized a group, you know what I'm talking about. If not, from the admin side, we're looking at you know, a, a blue little hyperlink showing like, hey, 10 people want to join. When we click on it, we're now looking at the members, like their profiles on who wants to join. And I can go and either approve or decline each one of them manually. So that's where exactly. we're at right now. So what we had to do before was copy and paste all of these and stick them in a spreadsheet. So if we were asking for email, we would have to either do it ourselves or hire a VA a few hundred bucks a month to do it. And um, one by one, copy and paste all of this. And these are the or questions. We, hold on. These are the questions that you were able to set up to ask that you created. Exactly. Yeah. So, or what we can do is now that we have group one set up is literally just press approve all and then, you know, hands-free yep. 10 out of 10. And all of that data is now in a spreadsheet. That spreadsheet is automatically connected with Zapier and that puts them directly onto my email list. So I press approve all there, move them over, and it's it, it, all those people are going to get a welcome email in the next three to five minutes. All right. So, so in addition to it 
in addition to it being a, an easy way to put things into your CRM, um, I've noticed this and I've not actually started applying this. And I think, I, I think I kind of stole it, modeled it, not stole. I think I modeled <laughs> this from you, but, um, one of the questions I asked optional was, do you, you promise to follow the group rules? And mm-hmm. I'm getting people that didn't answer that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking at this point, if you're not going to take the time to just say yes, you could put a Y to be all honest. If, if you can't put, you know, a capital letter Y for yeah. yes there, then you really have no value to me whatsoever in my group. Um, Mm-hmm. And I am about to start implementing that with my team. You know, if, if, if they didn't answer that and it was like, forget it. Like, yeah, they're out. No, I think that one I put down that it's not optional. I think I put required, like you need to answer the, you know, are you going to follow the rules of the group? Mm-hmm. Um, but huge. Another thing I've noticed, and I, I don't know if, if you know, if there's any correlation to this, but my requests to, okay. I, I didn't, another thing I didn't really like about the tool without having used it. I was just like, I'm not going to use that because people, less people are going to go join my Facebook group is that I'm creating friction. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather them just click it, join and be there. That was my thought process. And yeah. by introducing three questions, people would be like, ah, oh, man, who are these people? Who do they think I'm gone? And they would yeah. just leave. And, and I guess I was focused a little too much on that vanity number of like quantity of people that were in my group. But what mm-hmm. I've noticed is since I've introduced those three questions, the amount of people requesting to join the group has nearly doubled. Have you heard that from anybody else that's implemented this? Yeah. So the funny thing is, is I think it's correlation, not causation on that. But what happens is when people start to get, uh, you know, things like our software and, you know, the, the training bundle that comes with it is they start to be more aware of how they can show up in the group. And, and they start to care a little bit more. So when you care a little bit more, this is how Facebook rewards you. Facebook's number one goal is they say it's connecting the world. It's increasing their investor valuation, right? Yeah. They're, they're a giant multi-billion dollar company. That's their number one goal. So what's one of the ways they do that? They sell more ads. How do they sell more ads? Increase the time spent on the platform by each user. What's one way they do that? There's engaging content on the platform. All right, here's where we come in. If we can reverse engineer this and help Facebook hit their goal, um, we put out the engaging content. That's where Facebook goes, oh, this is engaging content. People are enjoying this. They're liking, they're commenting, they're watching videos, they're spending time. Let's put more of our users into this person's group so that they can continue to spend more time on the platform. So the number one group growth hack of all of them is getting good engagement. Because if you have that, you have Facebook on your side. There's no other way I could have gotten to the 80,000 members without Facebook sending me a bunch of traffic. So um, I didn't go out there and pay a million dollars for ads. Um, I, I literally focused on putting out good stuff that would get people engaged, build a community around that. And that's how we get you know consistent couple hundred requests a day. Awesome. Arnie, I want to be respectful of your time. I, I, I could keep rabbit holding with all these questions. Um, <laughs> Uh, last question that I'm going to ask, just because uh, I'm an avid book reader and uh, I just like to know what other people think regarding books and what's influenced them. Uh, what's your favorite book and why? Um, can I do two? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't stop at one, so go for it. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like um, you're betraying the author if you only say one. But go. Ahead. 
<laughs> so two of my favorite ones that, that really helped me in better understanding communication. Um, one was uh, Influence, uh, the Psychology of Persuasion, Robert Cialdini. Mm-hmm. Um, that was instrumental for me for understanding kind of how people uh, think and communicate and interact um, and even how to persuade yourself how to do stuff. So um, learning that stepped my marketing up to a completely whole new level and just gave me a new set of a new operating system, really. So that one was huge influence, psychology of persuasion. Um, the other one was do story, how to tell the, how to tell your story. So the world listens. Um, and that one's by Bobette Buster. And that one is a really quick read. I think it's 120 pages or so. And it's a small book, but I've, I've read that at least five times. Um, and practice elements of that over and over and over again. Um, that's when I revisit every now and then, because when you can understand how to tell your story with this book and make it persuasive with that other book, people pay attention. You have influence, you have copywriting skills, you have a way to, to spread your voice so that people actually care and listen and respond. So those two books really, really helped me out a lot with that. And um, I use those principles all the time. I read Influence and I agree. It's amazing. The second one, Do Story as D-O and then the word story. Mm-hmm. And, and the author's name was what? Uh, I think it's Bobette Buster. Okay. Bobette Buster. All right. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. How can my listeners uh, contact you, get a hold of you to find out more about group funnels, uh, which I'm going to link to in the show notes? Um, or reach out to you with any, you know, group growing questions that they have. For sure. So yeah, everybody first up, make sure to uh, uh, check out the show notes there if you're curious about uh, group funnels. I know Carlos has a a affiliate link for you guys. Um, So go check that out. It'll save you a bunch of time. And um, I'd love to see you guys in either, you know, our big group millennial entrepreneur community. You can just search us up on Facebook, or we have a smaller group that's more focused on um, people who are coaches and course creators. That's over at Coaches and Course Creators, Try Building Marketing Secrets. And uh, last but not least, you know, uh, fbgroupsforbusiness.com. That's where we have some more uh, general info like blogs and videos and case studies and um, stories and all kinds of stuff. So if you're really just like level zero with Facebook groups, I recommend going over there and just, just poking around, kind of understanding how this can fit in for you what some of the basics of this stuff are, and then dive a little bit deeper. So uh, that'll give you guys a a good understanding of everything and figure out if growing community is right for you. Arne Giske, you're amazing. Thank you for being on the show, and I hope to have you again on soon. For sure, man. Appreciate it. Be safe. (laughs) All right. You too, man. (laughs) Liked what you heard and want to stay connected? Join our Facebook group or find me anywhere on social media at Wizards of Amazon or text the word Amazon to 69922. 